Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, May 26th, 2023. Today's poem is by an American poet named Ursula K. Le Guin. She was best known, probably, for her her science fiction, uh, including the Earthsea Fantasy series. But she wrote a number of poems as well, and um, a whole new collection of her work has actually, specifically her poetry, has actually come out recently from Library of America. I discovered this poem in Alan Jacobs' newsletter. Alan Jacobs is himself a, a great writer, and he shared this poem that I'm about to read to you, as well as a link to a wonderful interview with a podcaster and uh, uh, Ursula Le Guin expert named David Naiman. Uh, and he points out that this is a poem from her last collection, which was called So Far So Good. It's called Leaves. It's not very long, so I'll read it once, share a few comments, uh, mostly from Naiman's interview about Le Guin, and then read it one more time. So again, this is Leaves by Ursula K. Le Guin. Years do odd things to identity. What does it mean to say, I am that child in the photograph at Kishimish in 1935? Might as well say, I am the shadow of a leaf of the acacia tree felled 70 years ago, moving on the page the child reads. Might as well say, I am the words she read, or the words I wrote in other years, flicker of shade and sunlight as the wind moves through the trees. I mentioned a second ago uh, David Naiman. He is the host of a podcast called Between the Covers, and they did a series last year called Crafting with Ursula. And in an interview with Library of America, who published this new collection of Le Guin's poetry, uh, Naiman says, quote, it captures so much of what mattered to Le Guin as a poet and a person, the interdependence of the human and non-human, the relation of language to identity and memory, the deeply human act of art making and representation. And all of it is animated by questions of artistic legacy that echo Le Guin's own concerns about how women artists in particular, even when quite popular in their lifetimes, often don't make it into the canon. It's a poem that on a first read might seem straightforward, but is really very complex and profound rewarding multiple readings, end quote. Naaman specifically brings this poem up uh, in answer to a question from Library of America about his favorite of Le Guin's poems. And so he brings this one up. And earlier in the same interview, Naaman points out that poetry was the first thing that Le Guin wrote and that, quote, even after she stopped writing novels in the last decade of her life, she continued to go to her poetry peer critique group, continued to write poetry, end quote. And later he says, quote, I think poetry touches deep within her to something about language that is deeper than the connotative meaning of words, that approaches music and texture and touches the mystery of what makes us who we are and what it means to be alive, end quote. I actually think that that paragraph, that little description of poetry for Ursula Le Guin is why poetry is meaningful to all of us. It touches something deep within us that says something about language that is deeper than the connotative meaning of words that approaches music and texture and touches the mystery of what makes us who we are and what it means to be alive. I think when we love poetry, we love it for those reasons so often. Um, even if we can't say that out loud, you know, name it, naming is naming something there that I think a lot of us um, experience and, and believe and feel about poetry. And personally, I love poems like this for their sharpness, their 
the purity of the lines, the the images that get presented, the way it contemplates so many different things in what fifteen lines, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve lines. Um, it can contemplate so much because there's a sharpness to the lines. There's a connective tissue between these different images that's obviously in the subtext. It's in between the lines, but it's it's there with such richness that it becomes universal. I talk about the how great poetry offer something universal in this in specificity. It's a big thing I talk about on this podcast all the time. And this is the kind of poem that I think captures that. So I will read it one more time. Uh, again, I got this from Alan Jacobs' newsletter, which is worth signing up for. Go to his website. And then uh, the, check out the, the Library of America collection of uh, Le Guin's work. And also you can check out uh, David Naiman's podcast, Between the Covers, wherever you get podcasts. So one more time. Here's Leaves by Ursula K. The years do odd things to identity. What does it mean to say I am that child in the photograph at Kishimish in 1935? I might as well say I am the shadow of a leaf of the acacia tree felled 70 years ago moving on the page the child reads. Might as well say I am the words she read or the words I wrote in other years. Flicker of shade in the sunlight as the wind moves through the trees. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We will be back on Monday with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, especially our audio engineer, Logan Green, I'm David Kern. Until next time, happy reading.